Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Just so we can have it for the guests rather than having overhead oh, yeah, thing, yeah, having yeah. it. Yeah, nice, yeah. It's like us. Nice. So, yeah. Um, anyway. Right. I don't know if I feel like there needs to be like some kind of ritual before I start. I, don't, I always feel like once we get going, we're okay. But at this point, I'm a bit like, yeah. Hold on, let's just check. It's recording. <laughs> yeah, all the light. I think they're on. Yeah, we're recording. Yeah, that yeah. one's recording. That one's recording. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Oh, cheers. 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 So, to anybody listening on Spotify or Apple and not watching on YouTube, we're, we're drinking Fizzit. What time is it, Igor? It's half two. Half two on a Tuesday. Yeah, we can we're definitely winning, do that. Winning, <laughs> winning at life. <laughs> but yeah, we're just celebrating. Why are we drinking Fizzit, Igor, at half we're two on a Tuesday? We're celebrating Merla joining the team. We have. We are. Yeah. Yeah. And Dead exciting. Yeah, it's really good. Really, really good. She's going to be taking care of things that we don't want to take care of. Yeah. And at the same time, well, it's I think a great just, I think we've just, I think we've realised already that the that there is potential in what we're doing here we mm-hmm. we believe in it but in order for it to grow we've you know i said this to you the other day actually we've had to listen to the guests that we've already had on our show yeah that's it and the bit that stood out to me of one of the points was ben saying when you take on an apprentice yeah you do have to put time in you have to put time and effort into that person to get them up to speed but once you get them up to speed what do you get you get time get time back yeah and in order for this to grow we've got to start getting it out to more people and yeah in order to do that we can't keep doing everything we're 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 not struggling to keep up with it we're keeping up with it yeah but we know that there's more to go and do exactly that's exactly it and 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 yeah i'm i'm excited it's a massive opportunity it really really is and yeah we're going all in so yeah you the audience better be appreciating it (laughs) yeah god ungrateful sobs we love you really no we do we do um but yeah merla has got has got a background in marketing and social media mm-hmm. and i'm just do you know what I'm, not, I'm excited about i'm excited about not just getting her up to speed with what we're doing but her bringing her ideas to the table as well and becoming part yeah. of the team and going mm-hmm. no guys this is what we're going to do and i was going yeah. okay well, merla, okay yeah <laughs> 
to the point that she gets trained up that she becomes the boss she's the one actually telling us bring no, it on this is what works not that bring it on so yeah come on Igor come oh, on Sam so Let's excited <laughs> so excited that's amazing but yeah, yeah let's thanks jump for bringing in. the fist well, now you're welcome and the strawberries as well <laughs> I just thought like, yeah let's just bring the vibes um, mm. oh I feel a bit, bit more relaxed now good good so I'm good so do you get pre-match nerves pre-what pre-match nerves pre-match nerves it depends what the match is what the podcast um no no, no? do we feel all right yes yeah. definitely especially if it's because it's with you maybe if you yeah if it is with a guest and if it is a guest right. that um you are taking ownership because this is what we tend to do sometimes yeah um one of us takes ownership for steering conversation and the other one you mean in. talks more yeah <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes okay but yeah um with those, yes, I do get pre pretty much nerves. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't know if it's nerves. I just feel a bit of expectation. Mm. Like I feel like not meeting those expectations want, that you mean. Yeah, no. I just want to make sure that people are enjoying it and that we're yeah. bringing value to people. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just a bit. Yeah, it's, it's still new, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And as I have to remember back to when we would be first shooting weddings. Like I'd go to weddings feeling terrified. Yeah. Um. But now I go to weddings. And I'm like buzzing. Exactly. Can't That's, wait. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's. I don't think we're far off that. I do feel. No, I feel good. Mm-hmm. Feel good. And we're, talking on, about, we're talking about Wednesday, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, that's it. So go on, then you paint the background. Um, so apparently, I talk too much. <laughs> you don't want to say it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sit here and drink my fizz. You, your you, inner critic you, is. You cue. You cue the episode <laughs> on what we're talking about today. Come on. Yes. Um, today we're talking about the highs and lows of destination weddings. Um, I think destination weddings is uh, one of the things that we are very prolific about, the two of us, and absolutely love them. But at the same time, there are cons that people perhaps are not aware of. And yeah, with the age of social media, travel, and yeah, just travel in general and sunshine and just traveling around that gets very much glorified really so yeah, in some doubt. ways we really want to demystify some some of those sort of like myths that you see on social media that it's all highlights it's all good it's all hype um and, and yeah just plenty, get real there, and there are plenty of great things about them we're not 100%. we're not the second going to knock we got the, we got we're the pros as drop well some drop some knowledge bombs here and yeah. just some little experiences that we've picked up along the way mm-hmm. so that you know, if you're listening to this and you're, you're newish to the industry or you're kind of looking to, you know, add destination weddings to your brand and your portfolio, then hopefully there's going to be a few things in this episode. We don't know what they are yet, but yeah. there are going to be some things in this episode that may be of value and, and hopefully that you guys can kind of take away and go, oh yeah, I, would, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Because we've learned a few things. Yeah, <laughs> over the past over 10 the, years. Yeah, over the past <laughs> 10 years, but yeah, learned a couple of things the hard way. Yeah. But that's just, that's life and business, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. I mean, I'm. I'm intrigued as to what we're going to talk about. Yeah, I know we've got a few little bullet points. Exactly, that it's cover. quite loose in some ways. But again, yeah. it's one of those episodes we know what we're talking about. So yeah, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to find on, out. Yes, you do. Believe. Yes, you do. And and that's what gets me excited. It's those sort of episodes that get me excited. It's kind of Come like on, the creativity one. So how did you how did you start in destination weddings? How did I start in destination weddings? Um, can you remember, can you, I know we've talked about it briefly before. Yes, we did. Very momentarily. But like, what? can you remember your first one? I know that you, you were confused to which your first and one I was. I think so. I still am. Um, I should have looked it up, shouldn't I? You should have done it before we <laughs> started the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. No, in fact, I do know which one it was. What um, was I thinking starting a podcast with you? <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> 
Um, no, I do know. Um, the first one that I had was in Cyprus. Yep. Um, I love Cyprus. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I went to Ayanapa for my 18th birthday. Mm-hmm. Two weeks with my mates. Great times. <laughs> the square. <laughs> oh, it's such a great place. I love Cyprus. Yeah. Beautiful sea. So, Sunday beaches. Yeah, that was my first experience of a destination wedding. Cyprus. There's a little village called Pedales, which is probably two, two hours, an hour and a half away from the main airport. And yeah, it was beautiful. Um, Manu and Katrina. Yeah. And... Yeah, the the wedding... Oh, I know it well. <laughs> you know them well? <laughs> no, I ain't got a clue. <laughs> um, yeah, the wedding was amazing. It was, it was a great introduction to Destination Weddings because it was very relaxed and... I can't believe you didn't buy champagne. <laughs> <laughs> you bought Prosecco. In our house, we live and die by Prosecco. Um, yeah, we why do. Would you, why would you buy Prosecco when you can buy champagne? <laughs> if... if, if <laughs> See, this is what I mean. He's now he's nice and relaxed now. <laughs> this is what's going to happen throughout the whole of the episode. This is going to be like uh, a, an hour and a half long, two hours episode because I, we're just going to be I'll, I'll diverging bring, into different. Next time, next time something big happens, I'll I'll be in charge of getting the champagne. Come on. Okay, make sure it's Moet. Um, and yeah, no, it was it was a great way of starting destination weddings. It, it was nice and relaxed. Yes, it was hard work. Remember how they found you. Um, yes, it was a referral, and in fact, it was Tobias Teo that referred yeah. it to me. Legend. And yeah, absolutely incredible photographer. You should check him out if you haven't, Tobias Teo. And yeah, we and were, Laura and Laura. Yes, of course, part of the team. Yeah, they're they're great. And yeah, got the wedding from them. And I think that's for anyone that's thinking how do, how do they get started really it, it just shows really you never know where your next wedding might come no. up from no um whether it's in the uk whether it's local um whether it's in europe whether it's wherever it is really you never know so making sure that you got you've got those connections and keeping in touch with your peers and everything else it's really crucial yeah it, it's up there with one of the most commonly asked questions i think i get if, if i could write a list of four or five questions it how do you get destination weddings would be one of them alongside mm-hmm. what f-stop and iso issue yeah. and um a couple of others but you know we'll cover this a, a bit more throughout the episode i think but there there is no there's no magic way of finding destination weddings yeah i think it, for me it all boils down and starts with creating the kind of work that couples who are getting married abroad want to see mm-hmm. and just understanding why they're going abroad and what yeah. it is they what 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 has made them go no do you know what we're not going to have a traditional wedding in in the uk we're going to go to tuscany and Mm -hmm. treat people to like a food and wine experience in the you know hills of sienna you know why are they doing that you know it it comes down to the the fact they're probably quite relaxed and you know and they just want to they want people to relax and to enjoy the experience yeah that's what i was going to say experience and and that it's got to show in your work Mm. you know if your work's very classic and traditional and posed the chances are couples that are going to, to those weddings, they're not going to want that. Yeah. So you, it has to start with the, the type of work that you're showing. But like yeah. you've just mentioned as well about, you know, we talked about it with Dan Dolan, didn't we, in one of the previous episodes. You're building connections with people. You know, it's just unbelievably vital to any kind of business development, isn't it? 
And if you don't have those connections, start them yourself, really. Start a yeah. group. Um, um, I'm sure that you know one or two wedding photographers out there. You start your own sort of like Facebook group or where, where, WhatsApp group, whatever you want to call it. And and start sharing those inquiries, start sharing ideas, because that's how you will bring value to those photographers. And in turn, they will hopefully bring what value to around, you. What goes around comes around, hopefully. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to join group like just on that group subject it's like the key is to join group or to join up with people and photographers that have a similar approach and a, yeah. an aesthetic and a i know where you're getting you know, this. and in a kind of similar stage of business as well mm-hmm. you know if somebody's starting out now like absolutely no disrespect to them but they're probably not going to be in a group with me and you mm-hmm. um but that's that sounded like i'm really looking down <laughs> on me. that is not in my head that sounded much more valuable but do you understand the point let's I'm trying be to make, real right? let's be real yeah yeah. I'm just trying to make the point of like look at people around you in, in a similar stage of business and mm-hmm. it's amazing when you pull a few people together what you can get from that. Yeah. Yeah, like much from when me and you started out, we wouldn't have got into a, a private Facebook group with Ed Pierce or mm-hmm. you know, uh, Nordica or yeah. whoever, whoever was big in session nations at the time, we wouldn't yeah. because we hadn't got the reputation or the brand or the the experience to, to offer our services then. Mm-hmm. Now we're in a different stage of business. Mm-hmm. Um so how would you start today if you were starting out? Um, oh, I constantly say this uh, at workshops, but start by traveling. Start yep. by traveling first. Um, and when you are traveling, try to document that. Try to document. Um, here's the thing. If I was in a, a wedding photographer, yep. uh, I very much still would want to travel and be sort of like someone that worked for Condé Nast or photographing hotels around the world or, or locations um, for articles and for whatever else, restaurants, because I love travel. I absolutely yeah. love travel. So well, I, I mean, this is going to be one of the points to talk about. You've mm-hmm. got, you've got it. Yeah. You, you, you can't do destination weddings without that love. Yeah. Because it's, it can be quite stressful. <laughs> it's grueling. Um, but what you're saying, I suppose, is make the most, like, are you saying to people make those trips so that they can create content or yeah, yeah, make right. those trips and then just create uh, create content as, yeah. like a by, as a byproduct of that trip. Yeah, have a holiday. Um, but at the same time, have a few locations in mind where you could perhaps hit them up and, and take content. Hey, um, I'm a wedding photographer and I would love to provide content for you and your venue. Yeah, think outside the box. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Basically, what you're saying is we all need to go on holidays more yeah. and take more. Yeah, take content, make, Even, create content. That's it. Basically, pimp yourself out. <laughs> is that <laughs> just pimp go, your destination go, wedding yeah. business? Yeah, but it's like anything, though, isn't it? You know, it's like any, anything that you want to add to your business in terms of a type of work that you want to produce. You've got to show that you can create that work in the first mm-hmm. place. Yeah, and and that still happens today, literally. This this year, my only destination wedding so far has been Mexico, and literally I spent two one, one or two days literally just traveling up and down that coast in Cancun, just looking for venues, looking for different locations, looking for notes and things in my mind that I think my couples would want. Yeah. Saying so, I think yeah. this is where we differ. 
Okay. I, I, I'd probably be just round by the pool. Having a, <laughs> that have, as well. Having, having a pina colada. <laughs> if you want pina colada, you got to rock with but some. But it is it's amazing. Though, like you, you, you know, before we started recording, you mentioned that, and it made me kind of go, oh, God, you know what? I feel like, have I missed opportunities mm-hmm. when I've been abroad? Have I really made the most of those trips? And I don't know if I have, you know, I think yeah. I've, kind of just found myself I mean don't get me wrong I've created content I've been to weddings and yeah. I've done pre-wedding shoots but I've have I really have I really been creative with my the opportunities that were maybe in front of me to kind of mm-hmm. go and document the landscape or the scenery or the location that you know like you say the hotels that whatever it might be yeah have I done I don't think I have yeah but it's made me go it made me kind of go right okay what have I got this year yeah Provence okay right what can I do in Provence? Here's the perfect example that comes to mind. Um, so me and Zai uh, were booked a holiday to Iceland. This was probably 2014, 15. And yeah, we trekked around. Uh, we had an Airbnb and trekked around the whole of the thing for probably... Was this the trip where you have that cool photo of you with your hat on and your yes. yellow jacket that you've been <laughs> yes. using for about yes. nine years? Zion took that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Props to her. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Literally Skogafoss belting it down <laughs> as a waterfall in the background and yeah that and you've shot. literally booked clients off that photo yeah that's yeah. it <laughs> not that photo <laughs> not that photo uh, but from that elopement uh, from that holiday and uh, and we knew exactly what we were doing but at the same time we were adventuring and just enjoying it really and yeah whenever the inquiry came for for that Iceland um, elopement I knew exactly what I had to do so I kind of like made a quick slideshow of those images this is what I could provide for you um, and we could um, this is me talking to the couple this is what I could provide to you we could go to this location that location that location and in some ways I seemed like an expert to them yeah I'd only been to Iceland once that's yeah. it but that's what I mean in terms of travel if you want to start it Destination weddings travel. Did they book Ed Piers after that? <laughs> no, they booked me. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they booked me. But um, um, yeah, yeah. But well, I wanted to know as well. How did you start? What was your sort of like first destination um, I wedding? I can't remember where it came in. I can remember my first one being in France, just south of south of Paris, south east of Paris, um, in a chateau mm-hmm. um, with an Australian couple, Carla and Jeremy. I can remember the names? Yeah. Um, but again, similar to you, when it came in, I can just remember kind of going, "I've got a destination inquiry. <laughs> how how do what do I do here? How do I what do I do?" Yeah, that's it. But it was it was a case of just again, just kind of staying calm, like sending them, you know, my, my my general kind of inquiry email, but just making sure that the work that I was showing them was really like it was my best work. Mm-hmm. It was most relevant to them. So even though I'd not shot one abroad, yeah. trying to show them stuff that was going to be you know, I suppose aspirational for them as a couple. Um, and and then just giving them a sweetener and basically saying, look, this is my rate. You know, I, I think I was I think I was pretty honest and said I hadn't shot one abroad, but I'd love to. Mm-hmm. So I included all my travel in that in that rate. Yeah. Which I think at the time was twelve hundred pounds. Yeah. So for twelve hundred pounds I drove to <laughs> to France. Which I would never do now. <laughs> never. You know. Um, but it was that it was the first rung on the ladder. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it gave me content. And pe- do you know what's amazing? That was what, in 2014, that wedding, mm-hmm. I think, 2013, 2014. I, you know, I took an inquiry last year for that venue because of that blog post. 
And I look at it now, like, you know, I took some good stuff there, but my work's come on leaps and bounds yeah. since that. And people were still, people still find that blog post. Yeah. Because they search for the venue yeah, and they it just find shows the longevity and they, of it. And then they come through to my site and they're like, we love that post that you did at mm-hmm. the Chateau. Can, you know, you're available. And, you know, that's just one small way of just being able to kind of generate those inquiries. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we say there's no one trick. There isn't a trick. It's about a, a, a kind of like a, a broad approach to every, like, you know, just to destination weddings. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Make the most of every opportunity from it. Yeah, yeah consistently dial up the different aspects of of, yeah. of certain things that you can you know and now it, now inquiries do come through more for yeah. destination weddings that, that they do because we both show ourselves to be destination, destination wedding weddings. photographers yeah um but to start off with that is you know you do have to you know you do have to graft yeah, yeah. definitely and yeah going on that as well i the marketing side of it is it's a it's a big one as well i i put myself at the forefront literally if you my signature literally on emails is creative destination wedding photographer so um people in some ways already know what to expect it there's that oh okay he's the real deal hopefully <laughs> that's the, that's, the, that's the perception <laughs> but um as 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 photographers, as wedding photographers in in, in, in this sphere, you, you want to set yourself up as an authority. You want to set yourself up as an expert really. If you don't know what you're talking about, um then say it. Literally like you like like you did. I've not shot a destination wedding, but this is why I think I would be able to provide to you and yeah. I reckon it would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, I think there's a fine line, isn't there, between you know, being honest and open and also um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a fine line, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the, yeah, it's true. Because people, there's competition out there. There is competition out there. But at the same time, um, I very much think that if you play to your strengths, um, those things will be elevated within your business, and you will attract more of that. Yeah. Really, I can actually remember before before that one in France. I think I'd had an inquiry for one in Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. And and it, I can remember I can remember having the Zoom call with them, oh, no, not Zoom because it was uh, 2013, uh, like a Skype call and just chatting to them. And I can remember saying to them something along the lines of, um, "Yeah, I'm still you know I'm still relatively new to the industry. I've got this kind of you know, um, yeah, I'm a lot more relaxed and a different kind of approach." And but I think that kind of me playing myself down and saying I'm new to the industry mm-hmm. and you know I'm still figuring things out. Yeah. Although I was be I was being almost too honest. Mm-hmm. You know even though I knew that inside I was good at what I was doing and yeah. I was working incredibly hard, yeah. I just put that little seed of doubt in their mind yeah. a little bit and they obviously decided to go with someone else. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of... There's I'm, ways of saying it, yeah, isn't it? I'm, I'm being assumptive there. And, mm-hmm. and it's assumptive a word. Assumptive is a word, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. But you know what I mean, right? <laughs> I was assuming that... Yeah. That, um, yeah, I knew why they didn't book me. But mm-hmm. it definitely... It was definitely an experience that I had in those early sort of meetings that made me kind of go, no, hold on a second everything needs to be positive yeah got to be like no come on i'm yeah. yes I'm, you're selling I'm yourself at. you yeah, are yeah. selling yourself so yeah keep it to the truth but you are selling sale yourself you, you could be uh, i am new to this but i'm so damn passionate about it yeah and hopefully you can see that within my photos that's a good way of just literally yeah. and then back it up with the photos yeah that's it um in terms of going to a destination wedding like before we get into like the pros and cons of of shooting a destination wedding what, what kind of what's your approach with like kit and gear how do you kind of 
set yourself up for shooting abroad is there a difference to maybe shooting in the uk absolutely 100 percent um gear really matters when it comes to destination weddings just weddings in general in what in what way does it i'm, I'm intrigued to know like from your point of view like how it differs like what what do you take like generally what first what are the key differences between yeah. what you take to a wedding in the uk versus first of all Italy? first of all my my destination wedding gear it's like half half the size okay. of what it would be for a uk wedding first of all um for uk wedding i'm traveling i've got my car whatever else and i can put whatever i want in there i can my fizz is running low <laughs> um, amy amy <laughs> Amy's not she's even. She's gone out, hasn't she? She's gone, for, not even she's gone home for lunch. <laughs> Would it be weird if I left you during the podcast for a moment? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I, I'll go and top us up in a minute. I'll go and top us up. <laughs> Please do. You Carry can on. Do. Sorry, where were you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is amazing. Uh, More prosecco. I'm sound, enjoying please. the podcast life. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Yeah. Um, podcasting is the best thing I I, I love I love podca- I love podcasting with Igor now sounds um, pretending to be drag oh come on um, where were you sorry um, oh, I've lost my notes but anyway carry on so yeah um, first of all uh, the size of the kit would probably be half of the size of what it is okay. for a destination wedding where they it so was what, in the UK what at home um, stuff like I always carry Polaroids with me. That's 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 a massive one. It's kind of like yeah. trademark in in some ways of of my business, um, specifically for clients. I don't really I constantly say this, and I just need to just show them all. But yeah, anyway, dive. I mean, that's a, that's another subject in itself. Digressing. I, exactly. I, I I've been meaning to add film photography to my work for yeah. about seven years. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. I love it, and yeah. I just don't know why I haven't made that kind of. A priority. Just, just approach, like, just mm-hmm. to go, do you know what, I'm just going to shoot, a ro- like, for an extra fee, I'll shoot a roll of film at yeah, your wedding. Yeah, that's it, that's it. Yeah. Why am I not doing that? It really sets you apart. Yeah. It really, really does. When when couples are sort of like... like just <laughs> buy, like, a good medium format camera. Yeah. Ooh. Get some rolls. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, it's a few now we're quid, talking. <laughs> but, like, yeah. if you really want to set yourself apart... Yeah. Do you know what, actually, on the way back from my wedding on Saturday, this is just going off on one slightly, but this is what I love about it, um, McDonald's drive through. Mm-hmm. I had the, <laughs> hey Alan Law. It was like it was it was half past half past. Alan Law would be proud of half you. Half past twelve, one o'clock in the morning. Um the guy in the drive thru said to me, Have you had a good day? I was like, Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'm all right, yeah. So what have you been doing? I was like, I've been working, I've been at a wedding and uh, you know, so I was a photographer mm-hmm. and he wanted to talk. <laughs> he wanted to talk. I was like, it's great, but I want I really, I've got like a three and a half hour drive home here. I need to get going. Can I just get my plant burger and go? But he was kind of like, Yeah, I've just I love film photography, but there's just not much of a market for it, is there? Like, I just really... I was like, why not? And I said, you've just got to put it out there, mate. Mm-hmm. You know, if you like film photography, yeah. just go out and shoot film. And yeah, make, that's like, it. Tell people that's what you're doing. Yeah. And you, you're you going to attract people that want film photography. Yeah. Like, there's a market there. But I think people that do film photography really well, I'd love to get somebody that shoots film on, on this podcast. So if anybody does know of anybody mm-hmm. that they love that shoots purely film... Let us know. Good shout. Because I'd, I'd love to get somebody on, on here and just understand the mechanics of, yeah. you know, that go into In terms that. terms of cost, yeah, and just, and returns. Like, do you know what it is for me? It's just the pressure. Yeah. That's the, bit that, that's the bit that would terrify me. Yeah, yeah. But don't forget, they know exactly what they're doing, you'd hope anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, what are the sort of, like, conting- contingencies in terms of, like, 
what's your backup? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as if you got like two SD cards or two rolls in your one yeah. camera. Um, what are your sort of like contingencies? So, so yeah, but that's a whole but anyway, other conversation. But we've gone off on one now. Where, yeah, where, we where, 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 where? Um, Kit. Kit. down. What, yes. What stays at home? So, um, okay, let's say not even what stays at home, but what I take really, just to show in, in, in some ways how minimal it is. So two bodies in terms of like two cameras, two camera bodies, lenses, 24, 35, 85, 50, maybe, maybe just as a, as a backup for the 35, yeah. should it, should anything happen? Yeah. And I could shoot the whole wedding with that. That's, that's the, okay. and a flash. Yeah. Okay. Um, then I, would add my Polaroid SX70 and it's this beautiful camera that literally just folds. It's literally mm. like, it just folds into this sort of thing. It's, it's really, really, really uh, thin. I still, I still can't believe you haven't bought it here and taken some like headshots for, <laughs> for the brand for us. That's true. Next no, time. I haven't done that. Next time. Yeah. Next time. I'm going to buy a medium format camera and do it for us. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, carry on. That's really good. Good idea. Next time. Um, yeah. The SX70 that, fits in the back of the bag and couple of um i've got polaroids loaded already couple of polaroids on a polaroid packs in the bag and that's it literally all of that fits within my compagnon messenger bag yeah um and and that's literally it yes i i I can take more stuff and I do take more stuff that literally would go on my carry-on like a drone. Um, if you're not taking drone shots for destination weddings, I, I think you're very much shooting yourself in the foot Yeah. because um, destination weddings are all about the travel, are all about the location. So you want to be able to portray or show that show off that location in as many different ways as possible oh yeah of course and that they can the venues can be quite remote mm -hmm. you know I don't know about you but uh, you know a lot of the locations it's it's difficult to get a shot of the building or the yeah. location without it being in the sky and mm -hmm. you know the drones now i mean for what the best part of 600 quid yeah. you've got something that fits in your hand yeah and takes you know raw still i mean there is the the, the level of them now is astonishing yeah yeah you know, it's a no-brainer, isn't it, to have in your bag? Yeah, um, it really is. And and that all fits in my bag. And most of the times I tend to have um, one body always on me. Um, the drone would be inside the bag with another extra um, another extra body and the lenses. But yeah, if I were to put everything in, it wouldn't fit. But if I carry the one body with me, which always stays with me anyway, yeah. always ready to capture whatever is happening, um, that, that works really well. What about you? Very, very similar. I've got I've got two bodies. I'll take a thirty-five and eighty-five. The fifteen to thirty-five. Nice. A flash gun. I guess the fifteen to thirty-five is sort of like as a backup as well. That's mainly for dance floor stuff at the end okay. of the night. Okay. Yes, yeah, so you yeah. get a wide. Um, and then I've got so one one flash gun, and then I've got like a little um, LED battery light, mm -hmm. super super thin and minimal, but mm -hmm. it's just a little kind of additional light yeah. source. Um, Gorilla Pod a drone and that's it all goes in my backpack I think one thing that we wanted to say to anybody that is going to do destination weddings is that that kit <laughs> I know what's coming that kit stays on your back all the way through the flight and it? All that, it goes in the, it goes in the yeah. cabin do yeah. never ever ever never check it ever put it in the hold ever don't check no I mean it's self-explanatory but yeah. we were like do we even need to mention that is that yeah. so obvious but you just don't know do you yeah. and yeah. I think if anybody's listening like you can replace 
a toothbrush or you can go and buy some more clothes when you get there if your yeah. bag doesn't come out the other side but you you ain't replacing your camera so. yeah if, I, if I'm traveling with a family, I'm checking things in, but it will be clothes and, and that sort of thing. Even even when I check things in, um, the camera bag always stays with me. Yeah. And yeah, the carry-on, I, I take it in uh, with me most of the times. Like, okay, forgetting the family thing. When I'm traveling, just literally by myself, carry-on and the camera bag, the messenger bag, yeah. literally always with me. Even the carry-on, I don't check in because you literally put it overboard um on the overlocker yeah 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 um that's where the carry-on bags most, most bags that like most kit that we're taking now fit fits in a small backpack yeah yeah really that's it you know seven eight years ago before that goes underneath and, your seat you know, if you were taking more kit then yeah if you're taking a couple of flash guns and like five mm-hmm. lenses you're going to be in trouble it's going to be it's going to be tricky but yeah. now if you trim your kit down you can get it you can yeah. get it on in a backpack yeah um and that goes underneath your seats and if you want to take a uh carry on and put it under overboard lo- locker or oh, that's not the the name but yeah um you, you you're done mm. you don't need to check anything in and um, you got the autonomy of literally going wherever you want not going wherever you want but you got the autonomy of actually not losing anything <laughs> in yeah. the check-in i've so, got a question yeah. i forgot to ask you at the start mm-hmm. where have you been Ooh. come on just give us some names <laughs> give us some countries <laughs> Um, okay. Um, tell you what, let's play a game. Okay. You name a country, I name a country <laughs> that we've been to. And then you can't repeat the country. You can't repeat the country. Okay. okay off you go. First one. Hong Kong. Okay. Tuscany. Uh, it, oh, damn it. I failed already. <laughs> Italy. <laughs> yes. Um, how, how does it go? So, do so I say you need yes? To name, you need to say the name of the country now. Okay. Oh, okay. Just okay. country you've been to. Okay. Okay. And then try and... Yeah. Okay. So you try and match it. So, yeah. Um... Ding. Um, Hawaii. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. France. Ding. Uh, Marrakesh. So Morocco. Yeah, Morocco. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Denmark. No. Oh, we're not saying no. You just have to tell me another country now that you've oh, been to okay. until you've run out of okay. your countries. Oh, okay. But you can't oh, say okay. countries that I've named. Oh, okay. Oh, Do you know what? I was okay. thinking this on the fly, and I should have I should have set out the ground rules a little bit clearer and, and more. Okay, no, no. So I, go I, on, I, just carry I think, on. Uh, name we, another, we got name it, we got it. Come on, okay. come on. Portugal. Okay. Ibiza. Ah, I was going to say Spain. Um, I think you can say Spain. Yeah, Ibiza is sort of like Ireland. Okay, Spain. Spain. Mallorca. Well done. Um, but uh, uh, I, I did say it, but Cyprus. Okay. Is Sicily? Can I use Sicily? Mm, it's kind of Italy, Italy. isn't it? <laughs> it is. uh, <laughs> uh, I'll go Philippines. Ooh, nice. Um, Serbia. <laughs> Beat <Aww>. that. <laughs> um, Antigua. Ooh. There can't be many more left now. We're at the end of the game almost. Has he got it in his locker? Five, four, three, two, one. Iceland. Oh, <laughs> How oh, could I no. forget? Uh, How could I forget? Uh, I'll give you a bit Scotland of Scotland count. Scotland count. Scotland, Scotland counts. Scotland, yeah, Scotland, Scotland definitely yeah. counts. Okay. <laughs> That's good for the UK. Wales. <laughs> Northern Ireland. <laughs> Guernsey. Oh, God. I think I might be done. I think I'm out. 
Uh, Rhodes. Oh, well done. Well done. You've won. I'm just going free. You've won. Ah. Good game. Good, good game. game. Good it was game. messy at the start, but we kind of got there in the end. <laughs> that was me with my. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thought you stole Dings. it at Iceland, didn't you? Hey. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. So the, the the point of this this episode as, as well, I suppose, was to kind of talk about the pros and cons of doing destination weddings, mm-hmm. and we kind of wanted to share some experiences and some ideas and, and bring some sort of yeah, hopefully some value to people listening. So. Do you want to kick us off with like a pro? Like, what's it? What would you consider to be an advantage of shooting destination weddings? Um, the content that you get from it is—it just sort of like establish authority. If if a couple is looking for a photographer and they see that um, A and B, so A has shoots your local wedding in fact i shot a, a wedding at your venue but to be has shot a wedding in your, at your venue but also shot a wedding in italy and france wherever else again it just established authority towards photographer b because um it just instills trust doesn't it yeah um you very much think that yes that guy has traveled someone has actually gone out of their way to pay b photographer to travel and go to their wedding and capture yeah and it's kind of like reputation isn't it yeah and and i think as sad as it is even though someone's work might be similar to someone else yeah people like to you know they're buying into that and they mm-hmm. you know they they want to kind of what's the word kind of i don't know almost clout yeah 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 I think it's. I suppose it's a different. It is a. It's a differentiating factor, isn't it, between a couple of photographers? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like you said, this guy's or girl's been to look at the countries they've been to, and we've booked him. Yeah. Um, but I do think it can just it can just elevate your brand slightly. Mm-hmm. It just makes you stand out a bit more, and yeah, kind of gives your work uh, just another little, you know, boost or raise in in, in your portfolio. Yeah. But keeping things real as well, that's not to say that um, just because you have travelled for a wedding that, or better said, just because you haven't travelled for a wedding, it doesn't mean that you are less of a wedding photographer no, of than course not. someone that has really. Totally not, because um, there's so many amazing wedding photographers out there that literally churn out incredible work here in the UK. Mm. And yeah. Um, but then again, um, from a couple's point of view, uh, I very much do think that it does inst- it establish trust. It's th- it does establish authority, really, when they see and compare things yeah. like that. Really, I think from an experience point of view, from 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 our from our side as being photographers, um, although it shouldn't make much of a difference, I do find that just ever so slightly, just the the attitude and approach to the cu- from the couple and also the people that are at those weddings can be slightly different mm-hmm. you know and it, it kind of seems a bit cliche but people are there on holiday aren't they and they're just in a different mood yeah um you know i really enjoy kind of going along to the pre-wedding event and just mingling with people and so having good a, isn't having it? a glass of champagne <laughs> you know that's what i enjoy not it's prosecco nice, it's nice just to meet people and people are in a very different mindset th- not very different that's probably a bit harsh they're just in a different mm-hmm. mood it just feels incredibly relaxed and that's just to say that it does also happen here in the UK, 
but most of the times I find that it's paired up with the couple as you constantly say bring your vibe the couple brings yeah, yeah. the vibe but also the location um and we get so many incredible locations here in the UK but yeah the location really can play a massive part in terms of how you guests come into a wedding and how that establishes the vibe in terms of like that relaxed vibe that yeah. experience vibe because um yeah when you get venues that are oh, for example when you get a wedding where everyone is staying at the one location or really nearby or the wedding in its, itself is at one location it's not as if we're traveling from a to b to c but no everything is happening in that location yeah. you it, mean in it, the uk yes yes yeah, yeah. but just, yeah. just the venue itself yeah um and yes, I mean, in the UK, everything is literally happening at that venue. It just changes things so and even, much. I suppose even from a couple's point of view, mm-hmm. like a destination wedding doesn't have to be abroad. No, 100% not. Yeah, we, me, and, me and Gemma got married in Devon, mm-hmm. but it still felt like a oh, destination yeah. wedding because yeah. Yeah, we made everybody, all of our guests had a real had to make a real effort to get there to because get there. Yeah. they were there for the weekend. Mm-hmm. But we wanted that ready because to relax. We wanted, they were ready yeah, to party. We, want, they were we ready wanted to people celebrate. to get there and to enjoy the experience of the weekend, not just the, yeah. a day. Like get a taxi to the wedding and then come home. Mm-hmm. And we wanted them to make an effort and to and to go there. And it kind of paid off in that respect. Yeah. You, know, you, you know, when everybody's had a chance to meet everybody the night before the wedding, you go into the wedding day already knowing kind of what the who the crowd is and mm-hmm. what everybody's like. And yeah, it just barriers are down, aren't they? Mm-hmm. When actually comes to the so day, you, can, you know, you can have a destination wedding and go to the UK. Yeah. I suppose the point I'm trying to make. Um, for me, one of the big pros of destination weddings is 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 the wine. <laughs> <laughs> El vino. Oh, just the just. I mean, I'm, yeah, we're both big foodies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just I don't know. And, and this is. Uh, it took me until I was probably about thirty one, thirty two to go to Italy. But Italy for me has been a game changer. Yeah, like just the food and the wine in Italy. I think is just just on another level I mean I love France I do I genuinely love France we used to go to France all the time as kids mm-hmm. and as, as a family but you say the word veggie over there and they are you can see that you can see the pain in their eyes you know they are <laughs> did you just say that <laughs> like yeah and if it, you know it's, it's a swear word but in Italy <laughs> just they they no. can't feed you enough yeah um, I, I, I mean I love it I was going to say have you have you done a, a Spanish wedding but <laughs> a Spanish wedding again it's probably very much yeah no the I same think they, I think same I think similar, definite parallels yeah very some very of the best similar had is in Ibiza yeah yeah I, I I couldn't agree more um if there's if there's one reason to travel it's to experience food food wine drinks whatever and just the culture in general because it just takes you to a a zone where you are I find myself so much more creative oh without doubt um by removing myself from my usual day-to-day life specifically just the action of literally traveling getting on a plane my mind just goes to a whole other level in terms Mm. of like creativity and i just can't wait to literally capture everything kid in a candy shop it really is so yeah that's why i love destination weddings and that's why i find myself like being good at them because it i I thrive on that setting yeah but at the same time i guess this is have you had a have you had a destination where you would say, not not your favourite destination wedding, mm-hmm. but if you had a wedding abroad where you would go, your creativity was kind of at its peak or maxed out or whatever it is, you know, when you really felt M- like, meaning really tune. good, yeah, it's really, really high, tune. really high yeah. level of 
creativity yeah i think that's because i think i always i mean we, we've said before but it kind of comes from the couples as well mm-hmm. a lot. i feed off couples so much mm-hmm. and that's that for me is where it comes from but obviously if you're in a, a you know a venue or location that's you know can play into that yeah it just amplifies it even more doesn't it so is yeah there, is there a is there one that springs to mind? Yeah, 100%. Always one. Um, and even at workshops, uh, uh, sort of like, it, it was the sort of like the, the destination wedding for me that, that literally changed everything for me in terms of my my mindset, really, about destination weddings. But yeah, my first wedding in Marrakesh, Kirsten and Dave, they had a three-day wedding. So literally started in the Marrakesh Medina, literally the streets. And just great fashion. Um, literally with all of the, yeah the guests and everything else and and in, in just inspiration for the wedding itself uh towards the wedding planners was um based on yves saint laurent and yeah it's it, it was amazing so first day setting the mood and everything else was incredible second day agafied desert literally you people riding camels <laughs> all dressed in white yeah um, that's that they know that they have a surprise coming up. Just dress yourself in white and get yourself here and literally open up the van and, and there you go. The camel's waiting for you to literally drive around the desert and then you have amazing um, Moroccan tents that, with amazing food, wine and everything else. And then third day, the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are milking it, aren't they? That is, that is milking the, the wedding, but I love it. Um, you, don't, you don't tend to get camels in Kent, do you? <laughs> um. But again... It, it, it's just to talk about that experience. Destination yeah. weddings are about that experience, and yeah, discovering that I was kind of like, wow, this is how destination weddings can be. This is the opportunity, that, opportunities that you can have um, if you if you do this right. Um, so yeah, that very much opened my eyes, and yeah, uh, I've loved those guys ever more since that really because it's just yeah it was incredible but just like um just like you talking about that kind of gets my mind racing of like just camels in the desert and yeah. like people and just in yeah just like the visual aesthetic of it all mm-hmm. is just like how can that not be inspiring exactly like, i'd be like oh, where do i go what yeah God, i've got to make the most of got to make the most of this yeah. how, can I, how can I be in 15 places even, at once even, even before now imagine this is going to happen I promise you this is going to happen and I, I'm putting it out there uh, me and you are you we, manifesting yeah <laughs> I'm just saying it's going to happen is, is champagne involved <laughs> uh, yes okay. for you for you yes um, we're going to have a wedding in Marrakesh where we're going to shoot together and yeah we, we're gonna milk it absolutely milk it okay i'm up for that and record a lot of content do i get to wear all white yes you do okay <laughs> great <laughs> it's gonna happen it's gonna absolutely happen so yeah um yeah i don't know where we're going but what about you i mean that's kind of like asking me to pick a favorite child um <laughs> Oh man, my mind just races. I've had or to better ask the question, um, the destination wedding that sort of made you think, "Wow, um, this is incredible!" Okay, and I want oh, to do more easier. of it. Yeah, that's a, that's a bit easier. So I, I think I've done a few before this one, but I think Danny and Carlo in Tuscany was probably the one where I went, "Yeah, yeah, I want, I want a few more of these. This is good." Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to put my finger on what it was. What, stood out? what it was that made me feel like that. I think 
Um, I think first and foremost, like again, I've said it countless times, it's always about connection with a couple for me. Um, and not that I didn't have it with previous couples. Like I just, I just felt really comfortable around them both. They were just, it sounds a bit, I don't know, a bit mad, but they were so excited to have me there. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've really had that before. I've not had it where a couple were like, we are buzzing to have you here. Yeah. And that was that was big. That kind of makes you kind of go, yeah, maybe people do like what I do here. Yeah. Um, they appreciate your art. Yeah, they appreciate yeah, what you do and, and what you bring. And I think it was the first wedding for me where everything kind of, the things that I'd learned over maybe the first three or four years of my business kind of started to click. Mm-hmm. And I'd let go of a few things, a few hang-ups, you know, within, you know, you know what it's like being a photographer, you know, constantly comparing yourself to other people and, you, know, you see what other people are doing. You think, oh, should you be doing that? Should you not be doing it? And I kind of had a, a, a period where I said, no, I'm going to stop doing all that. I'm going to stop trying to do all these little gimmicks or whatever they might be. And I'm just going to focus on what I love about mm-hmm. what I'm good at. And I was just being present and documenting things that happen in front of me just creatively and you know, not staging anything. And they were the first couple that I felt really comfortable with. And yeah, it's a two-way street. Um, but everything just felt like it clicked it felt like one of those days where it was effortless and I obviously did work hard but I didn't feel like I really had to fight anything like everything just happened organically and Mm -hmm. the shots were just I've still got something on my homepage that's how pleased I was at the time and (laughs) I still am now um so yeah I think that would be the one that that was the one that kind of sparked the the real love for for going abroad yeah um, and since then, that, that, I mean, that was that again. That kick started. That kind of got me into being going to Tuscany quite a lot. You know, once I had that wedding under my belt, you know, I've been to Tuscany countless times now. You're Italian now, yeah, partly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that, man. Yeah. Um, uh. <laughs> but no, that yeah, that would be the one that probably stands out as being the first kind of big experience. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And something that you said there. Um, it just made me think, and it's completely uh, a side point, but um, when was that wedding? 2015, okay. 16. Sam, Sam Docker at 2015, um, to say that uh, you, you making that decision of, I'm not going to care about what... <laughs> <laughs> Sam trying to pour out the the, the, the last ditty bits. Can you hear the drops? <laughs> the last ditty bits of the prosecco that he's been disgruntled about, but <laughs> the bottle is empty. So yeah, I mean I've complained, but I'm still drinking it. Exactly. Um, but no, I was going to say that's um, a 20, 2015 that decided that I'm not going to stress about looking at other people's work and I'm just going to do my own thing mm. um, to say that you are like today, 2020 two, two. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you okay, add, add a couple of how's years that, to that how's that Prosecco going now? Prosecco's amazing um, yeah, I mean I still look at other people's work no, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that but getting to the point that you are really, really good at running your own race you're really, really good at um, 
just letting your work speak for itself and yeah. and and being Sam Docket. That's well, you it. You can only you can only take the photos that you can take. Can't yeah, you? true, true. But yeah. um, there's got to be a point. There's got to be a, a certain stage where you sort of like decide to actually no, I'm going to do my own thing. And it's really evident evident in your work. That's yeah. that's just to say that. And kudos to you because of that. That's just to say that really, because yeah. you are um, really good at it. Um, thank you. I don't know how to respond to that. Kind of blushing a little Learn bit. Learn to take compliments. No, That's it. Um, yeah, that was a big, it was a big, it was a big turning point in my business because I'd, I'd done all right up until that point and things were going well. But I think, I don't know, I suppose for people listening to this or watching this now, that maybe in the early years of their business, I, I hope that it kind of makes them feel a little bit more comfortable when they can hear somebody you know somebody like us those guys that have been doing it for 10 years kind of go you know um that we're not always happy we do look at other people's work and Mm -hmm. we do feel that at times but we've kind of become a bit more comfortable with letting go of it and just accepting that we're not that person or that you know we're you know we create our own work and yeah and we hone into our strengths yeah um i think one trait that I've always had, and this kind of goes for anything that I do in business or whether it's being a photographer or us doing this podcast, it's always about that that process and that cycle of going, okay, done that, what have I learned from it? Let's improve it, go again. Okay, I've <laughs> done that, what have we learned from it? Improve it, let's go again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that process and that cycle never ends for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm always looking to improve. Yeah. And it might just be, that half a percent, one percent, it doesn't matter. Like constantly going, how oh, how can how can this just be a bit better? Um, and I don't think that should ever leave. Uh, you know, if you're not doing that, then your business is already in trouble. Yeah, yeah, that's it. No, I completely agree. One percent increments. Um, away to- from away. Sorry, sorry. Go away from kind of uh, those destination wedding experiences that you've had from a creative point of view. Yeah, is there one that kind of stands out as? Just a kind of a life experience Ooh. or anything that, you know, take take the wedding side away from it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you kind of look back on and go, wow, how on earth did that happen? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, given given that me and you going to Marrakesh hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so. It will happen. It will happen. Yeah, there's, there's, there's an experience that, that sort of like, yeah, comes to mind. Say... Um, and this doesn't start as a wedding, but it sort of like um, ends in full circle at a wedding, if that makes sense. But me and Zai, we had been probably, so we, we had a like mini moon yeah. <laughs> in Cornwall and did a little trip and just um, travel around the West Coast and then saved up um, a couple of years um, so we could have a trip to Thailand and yeah we just trekked around thailand for a little bit um in fact we didn't trek we <laughs> we stayed at one hotel and oh yeah then we went to bangkok so yeah we did a little bit but yeah um did that and out, out of the blue it happened as well that the same hotel that we were at ed pierce was there with his family who was there obviously to capture a wedding because he's Ed Pierce. <laughs> we were there on holiday. Um, but seeing them enjoying uh, that whole environment, that whole experience, um, the food, the culture and everything else, as a family, not just uh, as a photographer individual, but as a family, um, I really enjoy that. I really loved seeing that. And um, and in some ways, in the back of my mind, aspired to that, really. Yeah. So... Do you think... 
do you think seeing that and knowing that someone was there that you kind of knew of mm-hmm. seeing them there doing it made you kind of go i can do that mm-hmm. i think that's often a big yeah it's often a big stumbling block for a lot of people in businesses when they realize that there are people out there doing it it kind of gives them the confidence to or or just allows that gives them permission to kind of go i can do that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you, you might dream it but when you see it when it's tangible yeah. there you're kind of like yeah I really can yeah, do this. It, yeah, isn't it? yeah, very much does. So, so yeah, and then just a guy from London in Thailand <laughs> taking wet, taking photos of someone's wedding. I mean, you know, if you were to just say that, mm-hmm. it's one thing, but to actually see somebody there doing it kind yeah. of makes it just it just it does it normalizes it and makes it kind of very much does become more achievable and attainable when yeah. you can see them doing it. Yeah, and and yeah, to take it full circle, literally. Um, 2019, just before the pandemic hit, was the year that we travelled the most as a family. Literally, we did so much travel as a family. It was it was beautiful. It was great. Um, Zai was on maternity leave. Ava was probably between six to nine, maybe ten months, and we just travelled Marrakesh, Hawaii, US, um, all sorts of places, and it was just great to literally do it as a family. Yeah, it was hard work. Don't get me wrong. Um, but at the same time, um, it was so invaluable. We look back yeah. at those years and looking towards the future um, with with so much more um, hope and optimism um, for for the weddings that are coming up abroad because we know that we can do it. Yes, now today we've got um, an extra extra child, Zara. It's four of us, so it would be more of a effort to to sort of travel but at the same time it's it's the idea and the notion the reality as you said the normalization of the fact that it can be done yeah it really can be done there's no doubt that as 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 a pro goes for destination weddings that that's got to be up there with Mm. with anything hasn't it yeah it's the opportunity that it presents to you as a as an individual but also as a family you Mm -hmm. know like I just think of some of the places we've been. Like we would never have, we would never have gone to Boracay Island in the Philippines. I would, it would just never have happened. But we did. We took Betsy when she was a year and a bit old. Mm-hmm. You know, three flights and a boat trip and a tuk tuk <laughs> to get to this island. And I'm just like, what on earth is happening here? How yeah. on earth has this happened? But mm-hmm. I look back on that, I can still think of, you know, still see Gemma and Betsy on the beach and. Yeah. You know, the girls in the bar just like being obsessed with Betsy and how blonde her hair was. And I'm exactly just like, that. Exactly this is that. Unbelievable. What Some an of your best memories, experience. isn't it? Yeah, and then fast forward what six, six, seven years, and we, you know, we were going to Antigua, and you know, this time Buddy was with us, and mm-hmm. I just think, God, this is just un- unreal that we get this opportunity to mm-hmm. go to an island in the Caribbean that again oh, we would never have gone oh do you fancy going to should we go to Antigua you know, <laughs> as you did. did and and it was incredible we had one of the best weeks uh, you know Betsy and Gemma went you know fishing with stingrays and you know we went on some of the most incredible beaches we've ever been on and mm-hmm. all because of these two cameras that I carry around mm-hmm. I mean when you boil it all down I mean that is it kind of still blows my mind a little bit yeah because I take photos <laughs> some couple in, the, in New York found them and were like this is the guy we want to document our wedding can you come to Antigua you know I, I, I don't know about you I mean I don't we don't tend to do 
we don't tend to do short haul stuff now. So mm-hmm. if I'm going to France or Tuscany or wherever, I tend to just go there and come back. Yeah. Um, but anything long haul, it's like, right, come on. Let's, let's go. Let's let's go. Yeah. This year, we didn't. Um, I did Mexico, but at the same I mean, time... you had just had a child. Exactly. That's, so that, I think that was that the reason in of... some ways. And, and, and part of us sort of like wanted to tie it in, but no. And also, um, we're still just, we've still just come out of the COVID travel mm-hmm. era. So I suppose <laughs> things would have been a bit more, yeah. you know, on the, the higher levels of anxiety and stress than maybe yeah. they would have been before yeah <laughs> and that's to say as well <laughs> i spent the the last two years um being really careful and biding by the law and <laughs> not getting covid <laughs> yeah <laughs> then travel to mexico and come back <laughs> with covid <laughs> with mexican covid yeah <laughs> i mean i kind of touched on there about anxiety and stress I think yeah we haven't talked about many of the, the, the downsides, but I think that's probably going to be the, one of the first ones that we can cue up, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I think it's safe to say that if you're not a comfortable traveller, you know, if you if you get nervous and anxious when you're travelling in any kind of way that might not be the gig for you. Yeah, it really might not because um, there's so many variables. And and as a person, you, you very much want to be prepared but at the same time have the sort of mindset that um should anything happen i want to be able to just literally switch and adapt yeah and and move on in order to to do what you need to do really um, there's definitely there's definitely a risk involved i yeah. mean from the from a couple's point of view mm-hmm. if they're going to choose to bring somebody in from abroad you know they are ultimately taking a risk yeah yeah but at the same time um if you do have anxiety if you do stress about it um, in terms of travel, that there is things that you can do in order to mitigate it. So, um, arrive early, arrive a couple of days early, even if it's uh, most of the times people tend to travel a day before. So, even yeah. if it's three days, if it takes your time to literally climatize to wherever you're going, yeah, yeah. Um, arrive early just so you can really take in um, the scenario that you're in and and let things sink in really. And yeah, arrive early. What would be the other one? Um, I had something in my mind and it just escaped me. Um, I'm just going to sit here and watch you struggle to, <laughs> to find that find that piece. Um, yeah, I think I think the leaving with a buffer in place, you know, in good time. It's, so if you've got a wedding on a Saturday and it's mm-hmm. in Europe, you you know, you probably want to be going out on the Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, I generally tend to go out on the Friday morning now. If I can, as long as I can get an early flight out of say Stansted on the Friday morning, I'm I'm fine with that. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of used to it. Um, but the risk is that, you know, if something doesn't happen on that day and I've got to get out there on the Saturday, it's, yeah. it's, it is a bit riskier. Um, you know, touching on the, the COVID travel times, I had an issue last year where I got turned away from a flight because I'd, Ooh. I'd taken my COVID test. I mean, I, you know, we don't have to do this so much now, but I took my COVID test 20 minutes earlier than I should have done, mm-hmm. you know, and they turned me away at British Airways. By 20 minutes? You know, by 20 minutes. Um, so I did another test at the airport but it came, that test result came back after the, after the flight had already departed. I, and, and, and when you're at this point, when you are in the position of having missed your flight and you know it's going without you on it, you kind of get to this point where you're like, I will now just do whatever it takes to get to Italy. Yeah. Regardless. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the cost is, what the, you know, how difficult it is. I was like, I was actually, it's weird. I can remember phoning my mum and dad and particularly my dad and I was just zoned in. I was like, right, what what are my options? What are we doing? He was on his iPad at home looking at stuff. I was <laughs> Amazing. I was getting on my laptop in the airport yeah. trying to find stuff. And it's 
it's really weird. I think a lot of people under those situ- under those circumstances would have crumbled, like crumbled, or just. And so like, I'm really just sorry. Been, just been I can't. So upset I can't make it because part of me wanted to be upset, but I, yeah. I, all I was focused on was fixing it, yeah. finding the solution. Yeah. And I was just zoned in. It's really weird. It was like yeah. an out of body experience. Yeah. Just been like, right now, come on. What do I need to do? It's very easy to so, become overwhelmed with that sort of scenario, really. And yeah. I think if it had been earlier on in my in my business, and maybe I'd not had the experience of travelling quite a bit for weddings, mm-hmm. that I would have handled it very differently. I would have yeah. probably been a bit more, I don't know, stressed out and mm-hmm. scared by the prospect of having to say to a couple, "Yeah, I, I'm not going to be at your wedding." Yeah, because that's a position you don't want to be in. <laughs> um, I'd phoned Lucy, the planner, and given her a heads up, and she amazingly was like, "You're going to be fine. You'll be okay. Just." you know do what you gotta do and and just to tie it back that's not what i wanted to hear i wanted to to (laughs) fix it for me but you know but yeah just to tie it back in though um you were able to sort of like bring that around because again you had a buffer it's not as if you kind of like you didn't have a huge buffer i know true true but you still had a buffer in order to um do what you needed to do in order to get yourself there yes it might have been um hard work but you had that buffer yeah, well, I made it. You know, I, I booked... Um, the first solution was booking a flight from Heathrow to Amsterdam and then on to Florence. And I paid £600 for that flight. Yeah. In a in a panic. <laughs> and then when I got to Terminal 3, because I had to move to a different terminal, um, having done a bit of homework on what I needed to do to go through Holland, I realised that Here Holland wasn't allowing UK passengers. So even though it was a connecting flight, I was kind of like, Surely, okay. surely they'll let me. <laughs> they will let me through, won't they? But then I was like, but what if they don't? Mm-hmm. What if they don't let me through? What mm-hmm. if they go, no, sorry, you, you need to turn around? Yeah. Then I'm in real trouble because mm-hmm. I've got no, there's no way I'm getting out of that. Yeah. So I can remember, I can remember speaking to my dad going, right, okay, that's my option. Or I go to Stansted, I get a flight with Ryanair tomorrow morning at 6.30 and I, and I get to the wedding by lunchtime. And that was it. I, I made the I made the call. I thought if I if I go to Holland and they turn me around, I, I, that's it. I'm, I'm it's game over. Mm-hmm. But go to Stansted, get a flight out of Ryanair. Obviously, no one even looked at my certificate, and I was on the flight at six thirty. <laughs> I was at the wedding having lunch with Ben, the videographer, yeah. at twelve o'clock at the wedding, going. So what time do we start? And it was just chilled, and no one no one even bothered. No one even batted an eyelid. They were like, oh, Sam's here. So you know, and I did. Got on with it. Shot the wedding. I yeah. was still shooting the wedding at three thirty in the the following morning. <laughs> having been up at 3.30 the day the before day that before. to get on my flight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, stressful yeah. And an experience, but that's just the nature of, of the game. The nature of the beast, isn't it, sometimes? Yeah. And yeah, I think this very much ties into the, to one of the other points that we had, that um, yes, um, destination weddings might look amazing and everything else, but we know that... Um, weddings in general are hard work Mm. you put your steps in you got to think on your feet things are changing constantly um with all of those variables add then the fact that you got to travel and scout and whatever else it's everything's really you know you're dealing with you're dealing generally you're dealing with more heat yeah (laughs) harsher sunlight yep um you know yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Communication and like, sometimes. Not, and you, we're, for a second, let's just be really clear. We're yeah. not like, we're not saying don't do destination weddings because we both absolutely no, love them. We're just laying like, out the, the... These are just some <laughs> of the things that everybody should at least give a bit of thought yeah. and attention to. Um, so just, yeah, like little things like that I never used to do at the start, but I do now all the time. It's like, 
I'll take a baseball cap with me. Mm -hmm. I'll wear a baseball cap all I'll day. I'll take my fedora. I thought you would do. <laughs> you know, factor 50, I drink more water. Um, you know, I, I, I had a wedding in Rhodes a, a few years ago and one of the cameras powered down in the middle of the day <laughs> because <laughs> it was <laughs> so <laughs> hot. <laughs> yeah, it was 40 degrees. Yeah. Powered down during the ceremony. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I had, to stay, I had to stay calm and composed and just yeah. go, okay, I've got another body here that's working. Mm -hmm. Right, okay, I need to try and keep that one in the shade. I went and put the one that powered down in the shade and got it out yeah. of the heat. You know, but you've got to be able to deal with that. <laughs> Unfortunately, it came back on an hour later and it was okay. But, yeah. you know, for, for half an hour, 40 minutes, I thought oh, that was it. I was down to a single body and yeah. in a spot of bother. But, you know, the, all of these things, they just add another layer of stress and anxiety that you've got to be able to deal with you, yeah. you have to be adaptable and go mm -hmm. and just stay i suppose level-headed yeah very much so and um, but but that's to say it, it can be very, very much played on your strength if if um if it is your strength to sort of like be versatile and and adaptable go for it um because um it will test you in that sense and you might come up not you might uh, I pray that you will um, come out from it stronger and more confident within yeah. yourself oh, within your business um, which is the case for us anyway yeah um, the other point that I was going to add was the fact of admin just admin for a destination yeah. wedding um, can be so much more extensive really first of all you got to book flights you got to book hotel you got to book car hire if 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 you need to parking uh, at the airport parking at the airport um just with all that just the cost just like just mount up so don't just sort of like glamorize it by thinking that oh, i'm gonna have this content and it's gonna be amazing and i'm gonna rake it yeah, in you're still running a business then yeah you're still gonna make it financially worth worthwhile because yeah. obviously you know we talked about it already but you're away generally for three or four days mm -hmm. uh, you know it doesn't take a genius to go well you could shoot two weddings in the uk in that mm -hmm. time and then double the money yeah so it really has you've got to make it worthwhile how do you work it in terms of uh, you know a lot of people know this how do you work it in terms of pricing or charging for you know your flights your accommodation mm -hmm. your car hire all of those things you've talked about do you put that on your couples do you handle it yourself what's your kind of approach? Yeah. how much do you charge what what's your good tactic? question um first of all um for for couples the way the way that i have so i have like four four sets of brochures one for uk one for europe one for international and one for dream packs um all of those brochures oh, what was the last one dream pack so literally pack? <laughs> hold on 10k. a second <laughs> 10k and above okay Just <laughs> okay now we're talking dream pack yeah um so so whenever you your inquiry goes in i sort of like just categorize it first of all and this is literally a, a drop down button okay this couple is getting married here so it's going to be within this pack um and all of those packs have got um prices all in one so it's not as if if you book me you get um you book me at this specific package let's say it's six thousand and then you have um 1500 or 2k extra on in terms of like accommodation or whatever else no it's all in one because Igor Denver only stays in five star hotels <laughs> don't you <laughs> in your own travel business class <laughs> I have done before but no no that's not to say that I constantly do I definitely don't it's it's very much of a rarity um but to say that it just makes it easier on your yeah. couple they yeah. they don't um, they don't have to faff around and calculate prices. Yes, they will have to calculate if they want to customize their 
their package, which they do. Yeah, fair enough. But um, from the get go, it just makes it easy yeah. easier for them. I mean, I, I've done it before where I've let the couple book stuff before, and it just it ends uh-uh. up. It just gets messy. Yeah, and you learn after the first time of doing that that you you can't do it again. Yeah, you know, it's up to you to control where you're flying from, like what your flight details are, and. You know, you're in control of where you're going to go and stay. Yeah. Um, because should you want to go in and out, um, sometimes, oh yeah, yeah. We, we've booked you some something, or we've booked your car, or actually we haven't booked your car. Um, my uncle, he lives nearby, and he will pick yeah. you up. And yeah, those sort of things. <laughs> yeah. No, I think um, yeah, but from a couple's point of view as well, that they don't want to have to deal with booking all their mm-hmm. their travel arrangements for their for their supplies. Yeah. Just take it off them. You know, I used to charge like 500 quid for Europe. It's now gone up to 700 because I know that by the time I book my flights and my you car should up hire, there. You should up there. You know, and, and I've, yeah, it's gonna, it probably will go up again. It's, yeah. Everything's going up, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the, I've just booked uh, France for September at, at an old rate of 500. And it's already cost me 600 before I've even gone there. Yeah, So it, it. it's definitely gone up. Um, so I think just taking that away from the couples is a, mm-hmm. is a big win. Yeah. Um, very much so. And this is something that I learned from you. Um, do not be afraid of putting your prices up when it comes to, to destination weddings. Because, um, again, I guess it's just, let's normalize this. Let's open up the yeah, book a little bit in it. terms of pricing. Because um, having conversations with you, it, it was that Mallorca wedding that, that we did. Um, I mean, that was the best weekend of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we're both shooting weddings uh, we both have each our own wedding but we're shooting in Mallorca Sam's at point A I'm at point B let's meet in the middle at point C and yeah the day before wedding and that was yeah. beautiful that's what I loved about that experience with with you um, because <laughs> we, we were at a restaurant and it was the perfect scenario. It was the perfect setting. First I mean, of all, what are the chances of that though? Like, us <laughs> yes. having a wedding, what, literally 10 minutes down the road from each other mm-hmm. in Mallorca mm-hmm. on the same weekend. Yeah. And yeah, it was the perfect setting. First of all, we were removed from uh, our usual day to day. We're in Mallorca um, enjoying a glass, glass of red and yeah. good food. And with that, talking about pricing, and you, you very much encouraged me to just, just up it because there's money to be had out there, really. So, just kind of like this comes back to just like the the whole idea of just broadening your horizons again, though, isn't it? And mm-hmm. talking about you know get, getting other experiences. If you stay in your bubble all the time, mm-hmm. you you don't see anything outside of that bubble. Yeah, you're never going to grow. Like like the whole point of this. Yeah, you know, us traveling and us connecting with each other and talking to each other about all these things is that it's just one part or one facet of our business that allows us to grow mm-hmm. because we get to see these other world, we get to see this other world that's out there. Yeah, you know, if I just if I was just Sam from Derby and I never went outside of being Sam from Derby, yeah, I'd just be charging twelve hundred pounds and shooting next door at the wedding venue next to me mm-hmm. all the time if I didn't look outside of that bubble. Yeah, yeah, but I remember. I remember six months later after that Mallorca wedding, looking at looking at the hotel that I shot at, thinking, oh, do you know what? Gemma would love it if I took her there for a weekend. She'd love it. <laughs> I know what's it coming. It was beautiful. And it was, it was stunning. It was built, it was a venue built into an old fortress that had been sunk into the ground, like, you know, in the in the grounds of the rock, you know, the rock face of the, mm-hmm. of, of the waterfront and the sea. And it, it was stunning. It was probably one of the best venues I've ever been to. And... 
I can remember having a look online. Yeah, it's one of those. It's got like a a room built into a cave and like a swimming pool that overlooked the med. And is it the med? Yeah, the med, yeah. Isn't it? yeah. I had that moment of doubt there. <laughs> um, and I had a look on the line. I went online and looked on the website. I was like, oh right, yeah. So a couple, I looked at like a long weekend and it was coming in at like what four or five grand. It's a bit pricey. That is a bit pricey. And I went. I thought no. Just you know what? Actually. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to. I'm going to treat. So I went to the checkout, and it went up by like four times that. And that was that price was per night. It was per night, and it just you know, seeing things like that, just seeing that there's a hotel there in a small on a small island, you know, in the Med, charging four or five thousand pounds a night to mm-hmm. stay in, just makes you go, oh, actually, maybe. Maybe I am worth a bit more than yeah. two, two and a half grand. And it makes you think, why can't I do that myself? Yeah, because Which, I've seen it. Exactly. Yeah, kind of like we talked about with Ed Pierce. You, yeah. You've been able to sort of visualise somebody actually doing that job. Yeah. Made you go, I can do that job. Yeah. Yeah. That's maybe right. I could, maybe I could go for it. That's very much it. I okay. like that we normalise just talking about the cost and yeah. the money side of business. Cheeky question. I don't think people do it enough. Yeah, go on. Cheeky question. What's the most that you've charged for a destination wedding? Um, seven and a half thousand. Yeah, I think for Switzerland, it actually didn't go ahead. Got okay. cancelled last year, but that was that was the highest. Yeah, I've ever charged. Yeah, that was for me for two days and a second shooter. Mm-hmm. It's good, and I had to be able to ski, which I can ski. I can ski and snowboard. <laughs> Just getting that out there for in case anybody wants anybody, a photographer that can ski and board. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, um, that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, again, it just normalizes it really. Um, for me, it's like, again. Like, what about you? What was your highest? Or what's your highest? Um, it's been 13, but this was for three day. Yeah. It was for three days. And you got you to gotta think for three days, you know, you're going to spend there uh, probably five days at least each, each uh, with yeah. w- one day on each side. If So, so yeah, but um, three day weddings, 13. But all that to say, just. <laughs> People just need to talk more about money. Yeah, we, we've had our money matters episode. Yeah, and, and we, we mentioned it in the last last couple that we've got we've got a financial advisor coming on soon. Hopefully, to yeah. talk about you know business setup and, yeah. and finances. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, um, but yeah, but we yeah. Here's the point: we're mentioning the, these numbers literally because we want not to kind of like, Ooh, look at Sam, look at Eagle, oh, but God very no. much to <laughs> normalize the fact that there's money to be had out there and you can do it if you sort of like take these incremental steps that we've been sort of like talking about at least it has worked for us and yeah. it can very much work for you should you want that really it's it's the possibilities of things that are out there really for you to grab and <laughs> with the whole five grand uh, a night hotel room there is money to be had out there it really well, really is doubt. and sometimes people just don't see that it's just kind of like yeah, tunnel vision. And I, think and I think it's also important for a lot, a lot of people to hear that we also have the same worries and doubts that they may have at every price point. That they, mm-hmm. you know, I've I've always found it a little bit scary going from, you know, two and a half to three and a half thousand, mm-hmm. three and a half to five thousand, mm-hmm. because you are you naturally it is totally normal to go, but what if no one books me? Mm-hmm. And yeah. what, but then people start booking you, and you're like, oh okay. So uh, and for me, I've just. I feel like I'm in a position now where I've just normalised being at five grand and I'm quite comfortable. Yeah. You know, and even on the weekend, I worked with a, a videographer that, you know, had a has a friend that does weddings at eight, nine, ten thousand normally. Mm-hmm. And 
it made me kind of go oh okay <laughs> um, right I might just put my price up again then but I'm like well, then what happens if no one books me yeah you know I think we all have those struggles don't we yeah but we do just have trying those to, fears really I think the, like, the point you're trying to make and, and that we've made is that we're just trying to normalise those numbers a little bit and make mm-hmm. people feel that it is achievable yeah like a guy from Derby and a guy from Peterborough that take photos can charge five six grand a wedding yeah yeah just goes to show that you can do it you can read it yeah um another pro that i had in it's not really a pro but it's in some ways like a a way to combat the con of anxiety and stress you kind of like touch upon it a little bit in a comical way but um make it enjoyable for yourself if you have to book a a hotel room that you know that you're going to enjoy you can stay by this by the sun by i don't know an hour two hours before before the wedding kicks mm. off in the morning or something something like that i mean i don't tend to do that <laughs> i tend to book the cheapest airbnb that i can find um and i get there and i'll always go oh Gemma would have loved coming here oh no she wouldn't stay in this she would not stay here. <laughs> Gemma's got standards she's got she's got she's got Come a on, taste. i mean I, I do share that and i do yeah. we, but for me it's just about it's it's an expense and i'm yeah. just there to, i'm there to work yeah know? um but yeah like you're right if somebody if somebody wants to get into this industry in this field that you know yeah you can just add to the experience can't yeah, you and just make yeah. yourself feel a bit more make com- it enjoyable make yourself feel more comfortable yeah i can deal with it i can go to a, a very basic airbnb and mm-hmm. just be like i'm just here to sleep and then i'm going to go to the wedding yeah that's it so yeah but a swimming pool is always nice yeah 100 <laughs> percent. if i'm in marrakesh i know exactly where i'm going where yeah. i'm staying and it's normal um and I know it'll be nice. I know that um, should I want room service, there's room service. I can stay by the pool. Um, yeah. And yeah, it'll be great. So it just, again, it just inspires you a little bit. Yeah, of course I don't it know. Is, yeah. I don't, literally being by the pool, get some AirPods on and, and listening listen to, to a podcast, listen to, you know, more episodes of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. It just really normalizes it. I don't want to end on a, I don't want to end on a, on a negative. I don't think we're going to, I'm hoping no. we'll have another positive, but I, th- I think that kind of does touch on maybe one of the other sort of the, the con side of it is that, you know, for me, I always, and I do still feel it, even though I'm there and I, I'm kind of torn. I'm there. I, I love, I love going to them. I have a great time. I always kind of feel really inspired and connected to my couples, but I also know that I'm away from my family for like four days. Mm. And that's always, that's like an internal battle that I have to deal with and I park it. It's very true. You know, I think part of the reason I've been able to do it is because um, I am able to kind of just turn that kind of switch off a little bit and just go, right, I've got to go. This is my job. It's what I'm being paid to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to check in with them, but I've got to just yeah. let go of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, there's no doubt. Like, you know, everybody puts out this thing on, you know, Instagram when they're doing destination weddings of like, look where I am, you know, which we mm-hmm. all do. I'm not like, yeah. I'm not knocking anybody for doing it. Yeah. But um, part of me does go, I'm just eating a bowl of pasta in my, in my I'm basic, sorry, but no, no. In my basic Airbnb. <laughs> no. What are you saying? Say no. no. It's not going to happen. You and yeah. me are going to go to Marrakesh. We're going to go to Marrakesh. If anybody's watching this or listening, you can, you can get a little bit of discount and get me and Igor together. Um, but yeah, I, I think being away from the family is, is probably the final sort of negative aspect yeah. for me. And it's, it's, it's the, the major one, Because you can't it? take them with you everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. You know, if, I've had years where I've done seven, eight weddings. If I took them with me on every destination wedding, I'd make no money. <laughs> you know, so um, being away is, is the downside. And it's just the thing that, like, if something happens at home or something, if you're needed, you know, 
you're not just two hours away you, you you're quite a journey and it's tough mm-hmm. um but you just got to take it i suppose yeah and be able to deal with it yeah except that you know you will be back and it's just part of the it's part of the job it's part of the job really and and you can make it a perk at the same time you gotta you you've got both sides of the coins yes yes i'm not taking my family on this trip but there, there could be other trips where, where yeah, you do. Yeah, of course, yeah. It's, it's both yeah. sides of the coin, really, but, yeah. And I suppose, like, managing your diary is probably, like, a, a good one, isn't it? Like, I think if you're, if you're, you know, if you've got, if you've got kids, you know, you've got a family at home, doing, sort of, four or five destination weddings over a month-long period is probably, a, it's probably a little bit silly. Yeah. Yeah, but doing one, one every month or yeah. one every couple of months is probably more than doable and achievable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it's just about having that awareness and just striking the balance, I suppose. Yeah. And- yeah, because it does take, you are away, you know, you're out of the office for a few days, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's more admin involved with it. Yeah. So, and that's to say as well that, um, I get this quite, I don't know if you get this question. I'm sure you do. Um, people look at your work and uh, they sort of, I think, so, so do, do you, do you ever say no to a client? Um, in the sense of an inquiry, um, an inquiry, yeah. actually no. Um, <laughs> and, and, and the question comes from that sort of, sort of point of, um, you've gotten you've reached a specific level and no you're not um enough for me or whatever else your wedding is not enough for me um but and that never happens never never happens and i'm sure it's the same for you but but what happens is especially when we sort of like looking at that um whole idea of looking at the diary and everything else and things are looking packed and um and you would sort of like turn to the couple, actually, no, I can't do your wedding, but... Yeah, yeah your diary's packed and you get an inquiry for like Amalfi Coast. Yeah. On a, on a Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I would say to sort of like mitigate that, because I've never had to say no, never had to, but what I would do to mitigate that, it's to, um, I'll just up the price and I'll up the yeah, price yeah. in order to make it work for me to They'll take never book me at that price. <laughs> <laughs> then, oh okay oh, okay uh, exactly but it makes it it makes it worth it for you it makes it worth it for your family or your business in that sense because yeah, you can justify you it then, know, you? exactly you can very much justify it because those those kudos are in your bank account and yeah. after that you you do what you want and, with yeah, that sometimes but. well that, that's a really good it's just a really good way of testing the market for you as well mm-hmm. as a as a, as a supplier just being able to go I'm, you know, I'm just going to try it mm-hmm. I don't need to book this job that's it so if you don't need to charge more see what happens yeah if they don't if they don't book you so, so what yeah. you've not lost anything yeah and you'll want to work hard for that because you've earned it really and you feel valued because hey um, you charged something that you actually thought that you, you couldn't actually get and look mm. at you now so yeah shall we do another idea kind of conference in Marrakesh do you reckon? Should we do that? Or Iceland? Iceland's a bit... It's been done, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in Europe, I reckon. Let's let's start. Do you know what I'd... <laughs> you know, we asked uh, we asked earlier about people wanting... Uh, asking people to kind of tag, like, film photographers. Do you know what I really want... I, I really would like to know is... I know that we're talking about Destination Weddings here. Mm-hmm. I'd really like to know, well, firstly, where people are listening to us mm-hmm. and also what they do. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'd like to just know. know what industry and what career people are in. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and whereabouts they're based. So yeah. if you can, just, you yeah. know, put a little story out. Yeah. Where, where you're listening to us from mm-hmm. and what you do. Yeah. We'd love, to, we'd love to hear about it. Yeah. But yeah, are we are we nearing nearing the end? I think Eagle? we're nearing the end. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anything else that you want to add to that? 
um sort of like looking through my notes and i'm thinking yeah that's 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 the point we we did say at the beginning in some ways um I've got down here, squeeze that lemon. Exactly. Is that what it is? <laughs> that's what you were going to say? Yeah. <laughs> squeeze right that there. lemon. Go on then, sorry, I stole that one from you. Um, um, and I stole that from Mark Procura, to be fair. Um, and it's very much the notion that if you um, if you were to start today and, and want to get into a destination wedding, or let's say you have booked one, or you want to book that one. No, let's say you've booked one. Um, how would you approach it in terms of like capturing that wedding and the whole idea is squeeze that lemon like make the most of that yeah. wedding literally to the ever single drop because um you never know where your next wedding is going to come from and if you want to sort of like maximize in terms of the content that you're going to get maximize in terms of the seo and the images that you will be able to create um squeeze that lemon um i think you made a point earlier we talked about you kind of taking photos for hotels and stuff it's yeah. just it's just thinking outside the box a little bit and just being a bit more creative with mm-hmm. it and just going right okay well i'm going to be i'm going to be in tuscany for three or four days mm-hmm. shooting this wedding for a couple we're doing a pre-wedding shoot but is anybody in tuscany that wants a shoot on the morning of the friday whatever and i'll we'll do a sunrise shoot yeah just put it out there mm-hmm. and just see what comes back yeah or you know, like you say, go and look at, you know, a local area and go and, you know, get the drone up and get some landscape shots yeah. or, you know, just, again, just make the most of that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, squeeze that Squeeze lemon. that bloody lemon. <laughs> I think you, that's a perfect then, way. You can always put it, you know, it's margarita lime. Margarita's lime, isn't <laughs> margarita's it? Margarita's lime, yes. You know, what can you make a lemon with? Um, oh, yeah, so many uh, things. Gin. You can make like a gin bramble, couldn't you? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Whiskey sour. Whiskey sour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've got me thinking. No, right. Oh, I think that's about a wrap. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you want to finish with? No. Once again, it's just thank you guys for for listening to our ramblings. And yeah, this one has gone for a little while, but hopefully it provides a lot of value, especially for the ones that want to go into the destination wedding industry. Really, and yeah, just squeeze that lemon. See you, fam. Cheers. <laughs> Another episode bites the dust. Thank you so much for tuning in in order to help this podcast grow and to keep bringing value and ideas in your ears. So if you could please like, share and subscribe, that would be amazing. Especially leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. All those little things, it will help us grow this brand and community and feed our kids. <laughs> and in turn, allow us to bring more guests and ideas to your weekly hits of Another Idea. See you next Monday. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. 
Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions, including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.